Welcome to the 100th episode of the Shields Outdoors podcast. We'd like to take a moment to thank all the listeners out there who have been with us and also the awesome guests who have joined us to help make this milestone a reality. We've talked fishing with the likes of Tom Boley, John Hoyer, Josh Douglas, Jason Mitchell, Gerald Swindle, hunting with Donnie Vincent, Michael Waddell, Randy Newberg, grilling with barbecue champions Chad Ward and Heath Riles, and so many more amazing guests who are well-known and incredibly knowledgeable in their industries. We also love to interview our Shields experts, the guys you can find on our store floors that live and breathe their respective crafts and are living proof of the effort we put in as a company to train our employees to offer the best possible service to anyone that walks into the door of a Shields store. Hopefully you found this podcast helpful in your own hunting and fishing adventures and also entertaining. And now, on to our guest for episode 100. Hey, I'm Frank Ragnar, Center for the Detroit Lions, and you're listening to the Shields Outdoor Podcast. Welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, and today we're going to be mixing the outdoors and football. We have with us Frank Ragnow, who's most commonly known for being the center for the Detroit Lions football team, but also has started an outdoor channel called Grizzly Man Outdoors and works as one of our pro staff for our Eden Prairie store. Frank, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to hop on. Yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a little interesting one. I, I've never had a NFL athlete before. We've had some stuff uh, with Carson Wentz, but I didn't get to be behind the microphone. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this one, talk a little bit outdoors, a little bit of football. Well, I'm honored. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So, well, first of all, how do you find the time to balance football and the outdoors? Uh, It's tough. I mean, uh, I'm really, really passionate about both subjects, right? Like my dream growing up was to be an NFL football player. And partially my dream growing up was to have my own fishing and hunting show. So, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, football has to come first and, um, because obviously it pays the bills and it's, it's just like the NFL is the degree of difficulty and the level and the high level of play. You, you can't, you can't be 75% in 50% in like you have to be all in. And I realize that. So, but whenever I do get free time, like well, there's a, a good amount of time we get in the off season, a little bit in the summer, I take advantage of it because I think, Honestly, like going fishing and going hunting is good for my mental health and it's a good getaway from everything too. So I think it, I think fishing and hunting and football, they both benefit each other, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I agree that, you know, a lot of people think of the outdoors as kind of an escape. You can just, you know, not necessarily shut your brain off, but you can shut out some of that, you know, other outside stressors and really just enjoy yourself and be outdoors. Yeah, it's, it's very therapeutic, but yet again, it's also like still competitive for me because I'm always, you're always chasing that, that bigger deer. You're always chasing that bigger fish. You're always chasing that next bite. So 
I love that part of it too. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So what was it that first got you into the outdoors and what's made it kind of stick around all your life? Oh, my dad introduced it to me and my siblings at a young age. And, uh, I mean, I guess I was ever, I was really kind of hooked ever since. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, um, yeah, siblings. So this, uh, grizzly man outdoors, you're working on this with your brother, correct? Yep. So, um, unfortunately my junior year of college, my dad passed away. He had a heart attack and, uh, we, my brother, my dad and I had always have always kind of grown up kind of talking about like, Hey, we're going to, you're going to make it to the NFL. Then we're all going to have this fishing show. And, uh, so, uh, me and my brother kind of started Grizzly Man Outdoors. I don't really know why it's called Grizzly Man. I guess I've always kind of had a cool interest in grizzly bears. And I think they're the most like dominant animal. Mm -hmm. But anyways, when my dad passed away, um, we kind of really kind of decided that, Hey, let's, let's just keep chasing this thing. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but we've been kind of slowly and steadily building it and, uh, trying to make it into something real one day. Yeah, that's very cool. And I mean, honestly, I think the grizzly man kind of is pretty fitting because you're a pretty large dude and you usually have a big old <laughs> beard. So, I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I guess I, guess I kind of grew into the grizzly man because when it was created, I definitely didn't fit that mold. Okay. Did you used to be kind of a little dude when you were when you were growing up or what? Oh, I'm not a little dude. I've always been the biggest kid, but I, I wasn't, uh, I guess, grizzly, if you will. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> so what, um, what do you like to do most? you like the hunting side or the fishing side? Uh, honestly, I like probably fishing just because, and I think that's honestly just because like the way football season works, my falls have been booked up since freshman year of high school basically. And so, and that's, that's what really kind of falls with a lot of hunting season. So, uh, I kind of guess I just have had to allude to fishing, which I'm not complaining about one bit because I love fishing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You have some, you have some pretty good area lakes around that, uh, that Detroit area, don't you? Yeah. I mean, lakes, Lake St. Clair has become, I mean, it's one of my favorite fisheries and obviously a lot of people know why it's, a, it's a top five, probably smallmouth destination in the country the walleye fishing with the fish coming up from Erie and coming down from Huron to the Detroit River and the St. Clair River have been, it's, it's a pretty special place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've never fished there before, but, uh, you know, definitely always had an interest. What's your favorite tactic you like to do out there? Uh, I've had a lot of success. I mean, it's so, uh, it's such a unique lake in the fact that it's literally just a big bowl and there isn't nearly as much structure as a lot of those more common smallmouth and walleye fisheries. So in the spring is when I would say it's the easiest to fish. And I think that's a lot because in the spring, that's when the fish are moving up and they're, they're finding structure. So I've had a lot of success throwing jerk baits and, uh, honestly the most success probably dragging tubes. Okay. Is that the type of lake you can do bed fishing on? Yeah, you could. You could uh, definitely do bed fishing on it. The water, the water can get pretty dirty, but the water also can get pretty clear, just depending on what kind of wind you got. Okay, gotcha. So 
I did. So I I would like to talk football a little bit here, since uh, you know, since I got you on the line. I I don't think very many people know this that listen to the podcast, but I'm like, I'm huge into fantasy football. So when I'm, when oh, I'm yeah. sitting here doing work, <laughs> I I usually have like a fantasy football podcast on in the background. Like I'm a I'm a stats guy. It just kind of appeals uh-huh. to that nature. So. Um, who are some people on the on the lines this year that I need to that I need to keep an eye on for my fantasy football team? Uh, we got a lot of great players, dude. Uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, he kind of does everything as a running back. TJ Hawkinson has been great for the past few years. Amon Ra really came on strong last year, and he's looking to kind of continue that campaign. We signed DJ Chark in uh, free agency, and uh, he's coming off an injury, but he was a Pro Bowl player. And uh, we drafted Jamison Williams, who obviously I haven't seen him do much yet besides college. But what people are saying is he's pretty freaky. So, yeah, he came in with quite the quite the college pedigree. I mean, he's got that injury that he's got to, you know, kind of work through to the beginning of the season. But you guys have built yourselves quite a quite a talented young team. So, you know, me being a Vikings fan, I I get a little bit anxious about seeing that. Well, that's good. I'm happy you're anxious, and I'm happy. I'm hoping that we can uh, do do some damage this year. But we'll see. We got to take her one day at a time and see what happens. Mm, absolutely. What's your What's your outlook on the on the NFC North this year? Uh, I mean, the NFC North is always uh, a brutal battle for me. Um, a lot of good players in the trenches, and a lot of good defenses. So it'll be interesting. I think there's. Uh, I mean, honestly, each team brings its own challenges. You obviously got the back-to-back MVP with A-Rod. The Vikings are always solid, and the Bears always have a great, great defense. So we'll definitely have our work cut out for us. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the, you know, one of the more even years this year. You know, the the Packers have kind of had a stranglehold on it lately with the way Rodgers has been playing. But, you know, he he loses his favorite weapon, and you know he doesn't love throwing to rookie receivers, so I'm I'm interested to see how that works. The the Vikings tend to always be one of those teams that gets your hopes up and then lets you down at the at the end. And then you know you're you guys are an upward trending team, and the Bears are you know interesting too with uh you know with Justin Fields and you know kind of some young talent there too. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, your bet is as good as mine. I just hope we do well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm hoping you guys don't do so great being a Vikings fan, but you know, I I hope I hope you have a great successful season, stay injury free, and can you know still get out there and enjoy the outdoors. I think you need to just put a much much larger focus on the outdoors, and you know, not think quite as much about that. You know, being a center, you can maybe let some guys get by every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, I can't do that one. <laughs> oh, so um, you're uh, you're involved a little bit with our Eden Prairie store. So is is there any awkwardness there with them, you know, bleeding purple and gold and you being a Lions guy? Uh, no, they've been great to me. And, uh, I mean, a lot of people, like, locally, like, because well, I grow up right down the road from the Eden Prairie Shields store, a lot of people locally have been very, very supportive of me. And I've, I've been able to switch over quite a few to, to the Lions fans, and I'm just working one by one trying to capture <laughs> that go. community. <laughs> Yeah, just just start small and work your way there. Perfect. Yeah, one day at a time. Oh, love it. What's uh what's been your toughest assignment so far in the NFL? Uh, you know, honestly, the NFL is 
that's tough to pinpoint. Every week is a freaking battle, man. Um, everybody's really good. Everybody's really, really strong. Everybody's really, really fast. So every week is a battle. But obviously, you're talking about guys like Aaron Donald, um, Grady Jarrett, Akeem Hicks. There's been some. Uh, there's been some uh, definite freak shows I've had to go against that have been hard to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose it uh, definitely makes that that bye week nice to have, so you can just you know, shut your brain off a little bit, spend some time outdoors. Do you have any, you have yeah. any trips planned? What can we, uh, what can we expect from you coming up? Uh, I'll be going out on Lake St. Clair the rest of spring for sure. Um, trying to catch some big old smallmouth. I'll be jigging the St. Clair river, trying to catch some walleye. And then, uh, this summer I'll probably head up to Canada a few times. Uh, we've got a actually a pretty cool, we've got a cabin up there that you can only get to by boat or plane. That's been in my family for over almost a hundred years now. So that's a pretty special place for us. And we always try to make a trip up there in the summer. Very cool. Yeah. That's pretty much the ultimate unplug there. Like not even be able to access it from a, from a vehicle. Oh yeah. We got no service, no electricity, nothing. It's the best. Oh man. You know, I could go for that for a while to be honest with you. I spend, I spend way too much time in front of a computer on a cell phone. Yeah, it's a it's a great great week detox every year. I look forward to it. And with COVID, I haven't been able to go for three years, so I'm very excited to get back up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I had kind of a bit of an annoyance with that too. I had a I had a trip scheduled to Lake Winnipeg for three years, and I was planning oh, on going yeah. with my with my dad and my brother, and and the border ended up closing the week before our trip was scheduled, and then so. We actually had to, we booked a trip with a, a guide service out there. And then so they just rolled over our deposit into the next year. And then the next year came and it was still closed. So we rolled it over another year and then literally just finally got to go this March. How was it? Was it pretty good? It was pretty fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that lake yeah, is, that have you ever fished magical. Winnipeg before? Yeah. I've been up there once before with uh, Jason Mitchell and it is magical. Yeah, it's super cool. Just the like the coloration of those fish and their levels of aggression. It just like they're almost a different like, species of fish. Yeah, it's like a different type of walleye. It's not your typical walleye for sure. Yeah, because when you think walleye fishing, you think you know Lindy rigs, pulling spinners, pitching jigs, uh-huh. stuff like that, and you're Finicky, throwing on yeah, softer bites. Yep, you're throwing on the biggest spoons and rattle baits you can find, and just yanking them things and and the fish will nearly take the rod out of your hand <laughs> yeah very cool very very special place for sure mm-hmm. yeah i've only i've been up there twice so the, this last trip was my second but the first time so i you know we went up there and i didn't catch fish the first day none of us did and then we we started day two and got next to this pressure ridge and I was just, you know, jigging, looking around, kind of thinking nothing of it. Like, oh, is this going to be another bummer day again? And I got hit so hard, one of the fish, that fish almost took the rod out of my hands, and it was a 28-and-a-half-inch walleye. So just first fish, 28-and-a-half. It was like, okay, this is literally why I came up here. Yep. (laughs) Just a trip-changing fish, and you could literally catch sometimes 10 of them. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. It kind of like... 
you almost don't want to fish the areas around you after that. You get spoiled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it'll definitely ruin those finicky metro walleyes for you here in Minnesota. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, you just kind of get that itch to get out and fish. And then, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, fishing's fishing, and it's it sure beats sitting in an office or anything like that. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So do you have any uh, bucket list hunting or fishing trips? Uh, you know, I've got a lot. Uh, I'd love to shoot an elk with a bow. I would love, love to go to Alaska one day. Uh, I would love to go to standard lock standard rock on Lake Superior and try to catch a mega lake trout. Um, I guess I, there's nothing really I would eliminate. I would love to go down to, um, Panama and, uh, do some, fishing down there with all those exotic species they got down there so there's quite the list there you go well you know i mean make go through the nfl a few more years hopefully you have a long lengthy career but you know the nice thing with the nfl is you can retire at a pretty early age and then go cross off all those bucket list trips heck yeah that's the freaking goal man (laughs) yeah so what can we expect on your uh on your grizzly man outdoors youtube page coming up yeah, I, I'm trying to up the ante with it. Uh, I've got a bunch of smallmouth videos coming on. I got uh, a video where I caught three six-pound smallies all on camera, which I think is going to be a pretty cool video. And then uh, hopefully some videos from my cabin this summer as well. All right, perfect. And, you know, that's it's no easy task to do, trying to record those uh those fishing trips. Like I, I try and do it a lot. Like I've started running a lot of just GoPros and then, you know, just leaving it on all the time. But, you know, to, to be able to capture all those hook sets and all the emotion and stuff like that, it's a, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah. It's, it's hard, especially when you're trying to do it like by yourself or just me and my brother it is a, and then you got to find fish. Like you got to hope the fish cooperate. So it is definitely a big challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been more than one time I actually have what I think is a nice, well laid out plan as far as what I want to film. And then it's like, okay, I have my head in the game, have the right mindset. And then the fish just absolutely don't cooperate. It's like, oh, well, definitely can't film when I catch one fish the whole day. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the time you don't bring the cameras, you catch the most, you have the most crazy day ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the same with the hunting and the fishing too. Like I tried to film my, my turkey hunting this, this spring and I had, I had everything ready. I had like GoPros and the decoys and I had my camera over my shoulder and I had a, I had a tactic cam on my bow and, and never had an opportunity. And then the season kind of got down to the wire and I was like, all right, I just need to film my tag. I'm going to you know, I'm just yeah. going to run a gun. And I literally shot one like 15 minutes into my hunt. <laughs> yeah, isn't that so frustrating? <laughs> yeah, just the way it goes. That's so. just part of it. Yeah, we just keep grinding. Yep, absolutely. All right, Frank. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. And, you know, best of luck with your grizzly man out, outdoors and and with this NFL season. We'll make sure to link uh you know, link your Instagram profile, YouTube and all that in the description of this podcast. So people that want to, that want to follow along can do that. I really appreciate it. And I, I, I can't say enough good things about shields and I really appreciate their support. So thanks. Thanks so much for having me on. All right. Perfect. Good luck, sir. All righty. Thank you.
You just heard our conversation with Frank Ragnow, center of the Detroit Lions and content creator for the YouTube channel Grizzly Man Outdoors. We wish Frank the best of luck with the upcoming NFL season and look forward to seeing the outdoor content he'll be putting out when he's not on the football field. And with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.